Hey guys, this is Colin Zhu, aka The Chef Doc, and I know it's been a minute since the last time you and I have spoken, and I want to thank you so much for following the Thrive Bites podcast. And I just want to let you know that there's good reason for that, and let me explain. In almost six months, I've been working tirelessly and diligently to helping people near and far during this tumultuous year that we've had from 2020 into 2021. And I said to myself, what more can I do to inspire and impact others? And you guys know me, I'm all about thriving. I'm all about thriving from a emotional, mental, and physical standpoint. That is the reason why I wrote Thrive Medicine. And that is the reason why I started this podcast called Thrive Bites. And so I decided that I wanted to put together a virtual summit experience, gathering over 50 speakers. That includes physicians, dietitians, fitness experts, coaches, and spanning over five pillars in teaching someone else on learning how to thrive. And I call this the Thrive Formula. The five pillars consist of food as medicine, functional fitness, relationships, community, and resilience. And the reason why I've chosen to do this is because I really wanted to give more tools, more education, and more inspiration. And letting people know that they're not alone and they don't have to be ill-equipped for life and whatever life throws at you, whether it's a curveball, whether it's an obstacle, whether it's a roadblock. And I worked really hard to provide this and I'm happy to announce that it is fully released and it's fully accessible. And you may ask yourself, who is this for and what does it consist of? This is for the individual that prioritizes their health and wellness and also wants to take charge of their own well-being. It's also for the healthcare professional and the healthcare professional student because I wanted to create a summit experience that I wish I could have had when I was in school. The summit experience has over 50 plus hours plus more ranging from culinary demonstrations to fitness demonstrations to scientific medical sessions. And we answer questions like, what is Whole Foods plant-based cooking? How do I start cooking back in my kitchen? What affects my brain, gut, and immune health? What are the tools for my own emotional and mental well-being? How can I be more of service and lead by example? What kind of nutrition do I need to give my children nowadays? To how do I navigate self-doubt, self-sabotage, my inner critic? to what are the best physical movements to increase my mobility, strength, flexibility, and function. And one of my favorites is how do I create more joy, contentment, and happiness in my own life? This summit also works like a masterclass series where you get to learn and further your education. And I do this by providing quizzes with every session and I provide workbooks. And there's also recipes and very, very special speaker bonuses. You'll also have the opportunity to join a private Facebook community to further your growth and connect with like-minded individuals. So if this resonates with you, please join us on this journey to further yourself and take back 2021 and beyond. You can find us at thriveformula.co. That's T-H-E-T-H-R number five, formula.co. And come on inside and I'll see you in there. Cheers. Hey 
Hey guys, this is Dr. Colin Zhu, and thank you so much for being here with us on the Thrive Bites podcast. This is season four, and we're so excited for you to be here. Uh, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Dr. Colin Zhu, double boarded in family and lifestyle medicine, and I interview the best and most passionate health and wellness experts of the industry on this platform. And we talk about plant-powered living, emotional resilience, and creating a thriving mindset. And this season, we're taking it live, we're taking it on multiple platforms, and we're taking it as a Q&A discussion as well as our interviewing of our guests. So we're super stoked about this, and please remember to like and subscribe down below, and we will see you. Welcome to the next episode. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much, and welcome to Thrive Bites Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Colin Zhu, and thank you so much for being here with us. You could be anywhere in the world, and you decided to join us today, and I'm very grateful. So um, I can't wait for this week's episode, and we have a very, very, very special guest uh, for you guys today. And uh, our episode's topic is what you don't know about... Uh, you know, diet and dental health. And um, today's guest is Dr. Anne Nguyen Chung. And I'm going to introduce uh, you to her. She is a plant-based dentist based in Northern California. She serves uh, the Native American population in her county and surrounding areas. Dr. Anne adopted the whole food plant-based lifestyle several years ago after learning that she had been diagnosed with multiple chronic inflammatory conditions. With this lifestyle, she has seen a reversal in almost all the conditions, and she continues to see improvements. Now, she's an advocate for plant-based lifestyle and incorporates plant-based nutritional counseling with her patients. And she's also the founder of Happy Hippo Plant Organics in 2017, which is an eco-friendly, all-natural vegan dental and body care company. The combination of her holistic plant-based lifestyle, love of animals, and passion to help Fight Climate Change is how this company was born. So I am super, super excited. Please welcome Dr. Ann. Hello. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Thank you so much, Dr. Colin, for having me on your podcast, as well as everyone who is taking the time out of your busy day to join us. I am super excited to be here. Well, thank you so much. We really greatly appreciate your time, um, you know, your words of wisdom and your shared expertise. And I'm so thrilled about this, you know, uh, this topic because there's so much we need to know about our own dental health. Mm -hmm. But this is even more super focused because it's, you know, what we put in our mouths and how that relates to our teeth. And you would think that's a very simple concept, but I don't know if people pay that much mind to it or, or as mindful. So I think it's a very mm -hmm. important topic to just hyper, you know, get focused. Am I right? Absolutely. A hundred percent agreed. And um, yeah, so I guess I'll kind of segue into the presentation, but um, just to kind of piggyback on what you mentioned, thank you so much for the introduction, by the way. Um, you are right. I am a plant-based eater. And when I adopted this lifestyle um, years ago, I hadn't really considered, you know, I, even though I was on this plant-based journey on my diet, I never really considered what I was putting on my skin with cosmetics or personal hygiene products. 
which is why I um, developed this company called Happy Hippo Plant Organics. And when I had initially, um, you know, started journey into this plant-based lifestyle, I learned how a lot of industries treat animals and the environment. It's not very good. And so I've developed such a strong um, respect for them. And so I, I actually started this um, last year when our clinic was closed down and I had developed a rash um, on my lips. And I thought, I, I didn't know what it was. I thought it was my mask. I even worked with a dermatologist. Long story short, it turned out it was an adverse reaction to a lip balm. But I couldn't pinpoint what the ingredients were in the lip balm because there was such an extensive list of ingredients. And so um, I decided to make my own at home. And since all that time that I had, um, you know, I found that that lip balm cleared my skin. Um, I wasn't sure if it was really the store-bought lip balm that caused the rash. So I went back and forth and I did confirm it was the adverse reaction to the ingredients. And so the company that I have is not only good for humans, but it's also cruelty-free vegan products. And all of our packaging is biodegradable, as you see, um, so that it's good for the planet. And um, moreover, a percentage of our sales goes back to plant trees all over the world. And so today, um, as a thank you, I wanted to offer uh, you guys, listeners, a 15% off of my shop, which can be found in the bio in my page, my Instagram. And um, for the listeners, there's also a giveaway. If you answer a question, which I'll show you, and if you can please be um, <laughs> a U.S. resident only for shipping reasons, you win toothpaste tablets. These ingredients, I wanted to make sure that they were scientifically proven to remineralize teeth. And I'll talk about these ingredients later in the PowerPoint. Um, you get biodegradable floss and bamboo toothbrush. So, hey. All right, <laughs> That's <guys. awesome. laughs> Thanks. All right, so going into the fun stuff today, um, what you don't know or may not know about diet and dental health. Now, the topics we will be going over today, uh, there are tons of different topics that I could go on for days, but for time's sake, I'm going to hone in on the significance of pH and its effects on teeth, what happens when you add sugars to the equation, and some of my recommendations on how to preserve the integrity of your teeth. Now, I get a lot of patients who tell me, hey, doctor, I never eat candy nor cookies. I don't let my kids eat those things. They brush their teeth every day. Why are you telling me that I or my child has bad teeth? Well, um, while that is true, continue, please, eating that healthy food lifestyle because it's, it's good for your body. Um, but it is true, I still see individuals who do eat a healthy diet, have good hygiene habits, and still experience permanent tooth damage. I want to show you guys some of my foods that I eat on a regular basis. This is just um, uh, lettuce wraps with vinaigrette, like a little vinegar dip, and fruit juices. Um, so just kind of keep that in the back of your mind vinegars, fruit juices, the toothbrushes, the toothbrush and the floss just kind of signifies those who do have a good home care um, at home. All right. So here is my trivia question for you guys. Whoever can answer this first gets to win this 
dental um, kit. What is the hardest tissue in your body? Is it the skull bone, the kneecap, the scapula? Oh man. Enamel, dentin, or the femur bone? I feel like we need to have the Jeopardy, you know, theme song in the <laughs> background. Oh, <man. laughs> then I would run into copyright issues and I can't have that either. <laughs> well, or you can uh, comment later too if that's if that's okay if anyone's shy. We'll give we'll, we'll give we'll give like 15 more seconds. So uh, okay. just for <clears throat> hmm. This would suck if every multiple choice growing up in school had six choices. <laughs> you get, you know, one out of, you know, one. In four yeah, 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 yeah. Because back in the day, it was just A, B, and C. And it's like, it's always C, right? Or is it, you know. <laughs> I always so guys, it's skull bone, skull bone. What is the hardest tissue in your body? Skull bone, kneecap, scapula, enamel, dentin, or the femur? All right. All right. That's okay. We'll we'll move on. There will be take, yeah. Take okay. it away. Yeah, take it away. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So enamel um, has a very high mineral content, which actually makes it the hardest tissue in the body. And so oftentimes people don't realize that. Um, people will tell me, "Oh, I was born with soft teeth." Well, your teeth are harder than your bones, and so. It's, it's uh, actually a common thing that people don't realize. Now, why do we need to know about pH? Well, the, the foods that we eat, um, oops, the foods that we have, that we eat on a regular basis have different pH levels that may affect our teeth. Enamel actually dissolves at a pH of 5.5 and dentin dissolves at a pH of 6.5. And so seven is neutral. Um, enamel is this outer eggshell part. Dentin is this inner part, which um, I, it's not as hard as the outer eggshell. And then inside we have our pulp, which um, I call the heart of the tooth. It's got the nerve in there. And uh, let's see. So any, any, any foods that we eat that are below 5.5, will actually demineralize teeth or cause the enamel to weaken and become more susceptible to decay and damage. Uh, and on the flip side, alkaline foods or basic foods can actually help remineralize teeth, allowing enamel to become stronger. Now, in this case, um, you can see erosion that has already broken through the enamel and then into the dentin. And now, sorry folks, <laughs> once once you get to this point, there's no going back. You can't remineralize this. There's no, <laughs> there's nothing that will remineralize this regardless oh, no. of what. <laughs> <laughs> so it has to be addressed professionally. But you know, on a microscopic level, if you haven't gotten to this point, teeth are pretty resilient. You can remineralize teeth by increasing the pH. And I'll talk a little bit more about that in a little bit. All right, so here are some common foods that we see on a regular basis, right? So this is our pH scale. Again, seven is neutral, right? And I have a star here because this is where teeth start to dissolve. Remember, 5.5 is where enamel starts to dissolve or melt away. Dentin, that inner layer, um, 
it doesn't take much. It's at a 6.5. And so not really far from pH of seven is where you'll see, see dentin uh, start to dissolve, but you have to first break through the enamel. So, so really focus and know what the foods are um, below 5.5. So common foods, if you're a coffee lover, which has a pH of 5.5, yeah, five, that is acidic. And that um, 5.5 is a critical point at which enamel starts to, to break down. And so if you're drinking that every day, multiply that by year after year, that can do a lot of damage if your mouth is just constantly bathed in acidic environment. Same with um, fruits, tomatoes, um, lemons. I have a lot of patients who are unfortunately <laughs> lemon suckers. And so that is really bad for your teeth. Um, I was a warhead and gobstopper lover <laughs> as a kid. Warheads. Oh my God. I love warheads. <laughs> are you still? <laughs> oh no. Love, no, not still. No, okay, not still. Okay. Not still. But we grew up with this. And yes. I, yeah, I just, I remember having contests with my friends to see how long you, you how many you can have in a short amount of time. Who, who could win? <laughs> oh, you mean like actually stuff, you know, yes, like, like that, yes. like the marshmallow game, right? Like how many yeah. marshmallows you can fit in your mouth, right? Yes, yeah. So that it's a stupid <laughs> game. Don't play it. <laughs> but it's, it is so close to battery acid. I mean, that's close oh, to wow. stomach acid. That that destroys enamel. A lot of warheads, uh, oh my god, uh, warheads. Where and sodas fall in. Sodas fall in. And soda, soda is three. Gatorade. So a lot of parents say, "I don't give my 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 kids sugar." Do you give them Gatorade? Yes. Well, Gatorade has a pH of three, which is pretty acidic. As vinegars. So if you're a vinegar lover like me, vinaigrettes. Um, I see a lot of plant based people with um erosion because of that diet and then mm. a lot of processed foods also fall into this very acidic group as well you see a lot of microwave foods um sugar drinks and check this out even carbonated water so if you see regular flat water is about seven in ph but then when you when you add in the carbonation there's a significant difference oh. in ph yeah I, it uh, sucked when i when i I, I learned that after the fact, after I bought my Soto stream and I was like, uh, oh, why? <laughs> so <good. laughs> and also yeah. for people who are from the South, you know, we also mean pop um, because yes. from the North we say soda, but I know we might have people from the South. So it's also pop. So <laughs> yes. Yes, that's right. Yeah. That's what I grew up calling it in North Dakota. We would call it pop. Yes. Oh yes, exactly. Yeah. So would you say, so just to kind of interject real quickly, like mm -hmm. what about bypassing it using a straw, you know, would that help? Ah, well you, I was going to talk about that later in a later slide. So yes, there are ways okay, okay. where I, I don't discourage some of these foods just because they're bad for your teeth, but there are things that you can do to definitely help minimize uh, the damage to the teeth because they're still good for you. Yes. Mm, gotcha. Yeah. Um, Cause vinegar, I, I'm not going to stop eating my vinegars. I love it. Chocolate. Uh, I'm not going to stop my chocolate. That's supposedly acidic. I can't uh, eat a salad through a straw. Like we're, we're going to have to, <laughs> We're going to have to figure something else you know, out, all right? <laughs> well, Dr. Cullen, thankfully, salads are on the alkaline side. So a lot of our leafy greens, um, cruciferous vegetables are going to be on the basic side. And so avocados, kelp, 
kale, spinach, uh, Brussels sprouts, broccoli, zucchini, all those things are alkaline foods that will actually remineralize and strengthen teeth because of the minerals that they have. So I will talk about that in my later slide. I, I see this a lot in patients. This is what a healthy tooth looks like. Um, slight erosion, if you can imagine if you're drinking that coffee day day after day, year after year, it, 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 it's, it kind of bathes the tooth. And on the tops of these teeth, you see these little craters because when we bite together, those are the typically the first surfaces that get worn down. And this would be just years of it, or depending on how much acids you consume, whether it be from foods or medications, I do unfortunately see this quite a bit in my patients. Now, some real life examples of tooth erosion. Um, in this picture, you can see that the erosion is isolated more so in the molars, and this person probably just eats it. They might not be someone who drinks a lot of acidic things, but they definitely eat a lot of acidic foods, maybe vinaigrettes, um, fruits. Um, so you can kind of see the yellow dentin showing through because enamels that white eggshell mm. color. Mm -hmm. And then this one is likely someone who uh, could be a lemon sucker. And I do see this type of pattern right along the gum line for people who brush their teeth right after eating something acidic. So acidic things, they cause teeth to, to be very soft. You, you definitely want to wait um, to re-neutralize the, the peach in your mouth before you brush because you can be permanently eroding away your, your teeth with a toothbrush, especially if you're an aggressive brusher. Uh, this person um, also is likely, you know, has an acidic environment, whether it be through GERD, acid reflux, but also probably a combination of grinding habits. So that could definitely accelerate the damage. You see how short the teeth are. He's probably taken away almost, a, I don't know, a third, maybe even half the height of the teeth. Mm. Yeah. And this person, unfortunately, they've eroded their teeth right to the pulps. You saw in that mm. picture earlier. Yeah, they, they passed the enamel, the dentin, and now the pulp. And here you can actually see a little abscess where bacteria is able to now enter. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah it, almost, it almost looks like they just took a nail file and just fouled away <laughs> their teeth. Hey guys, we're going to be taking a short break, but don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Hey guys, this is Colin Zhu, aka The Chef Doc, and thank you so much for taking the time out to listen to my podcast. On my podcast, we talk about eating and cooking and living from a whole foods, plant-based approach. And between my patients, clients, and my audience listeners, I get a lot of questions of, hey doc, how do I get started on how to set up a kitchen? Or what should I buy? What should I make? Is there something beyond a salad, broccoli, and a smoothie? I know in our fast-paced life and during a pandemic, it is much more challenging to be able to teach yourself and learning how to cook. And so I partner up with Listenable, who is a leader in audio educational courses that are bite-sized. And I went ahead and created a course on how to get started on a whole foods plant-based lifestyle. And in this course, I put in my best tips, tools, and tricks on everything that I've learned on how to get someone started. 
to eating more plants, getting healthier for you and your family. I talk about how to set up your kitchen from the pantry to the fridge, the freezer, to how to navigate the supermarket, to what kind of utensils and appliances one needs to have, to what do we need to make, how to meal prep, what kind of cooking techniques there are, and what exactly is whole foods plant-based. And I'm able to make this course over 10 lessons. Each of those lessons are less than 10 minutes long. And you'll be able to finish this in an hour. You could even do it while commuting, exercising, or even walking your dog. And in addition, you can choose from over 3,000 plus original audio lessons created by well-loved experts. Just use the coupon code ColinZhu, C-O-L-I-N-Z-H-U, on Listenable.io, and you'll be able to get 30% off a year of Listenable. So definitely check that out in the show notes, and check out the course on how to get started on a whole foods plant-based lifestyle. And I'll see you there. Thanks for listening, and now back to Thrivebytes. Welcome back to Thrive Bites. Let's get back to the interview. Yeah. yeah. What causes the, the spaces in between? The diast- the these spaces? Um, mm-hmm. You know, sometimes it's just the way the, the genetics of the person, they have spaces, natural spaces in the teeth. But for this person, the, this one... For example, he used to have wider teeth. So if you can imagine if the teeth were a little higher, they were wider. And so when you start, teeth are a lot narrower. You see this right here, Dr. Colin. See how it's mm-hmm. wider here at the top and then towards the bottom it's thinner. And so when you when you um, take that away, sometimes that will um, make the teeth look like they have spaces. But in this case, they probably were just, it's just how their teeth are. You know, so it's different different reasons. Um, Some more cases, I see them in patients with um, eating disorders such as bulimia uh, or patients with acid reflux, chronic reflux. Um, This person probably brushes right after, you know, eating or drinking something acidic. Medications can also cause uh, acid erosion because of no saliva. And I'll talk about why saliva is important uh, in a little bit. All right, so symptoms and consequences of dental erosion. Um, as you saw, dental erosion is permanent, is a permanent condition that occurs when acids basically melt away our enamel and dentin. And if left untreated, erosion can lead to increased tooth sensitivity, uh, just because the nerve is, is, has less of an insulation from the outside environment. You see tooth discoloration, cracks, chips, divots, it can cause um, more susceptibility to tooth decay in the presence of bacteria. So bacteria, so erosion is not the same thing as tooth decay. You have to have bacteria in order to have decay. Um, some other consequences is that it can actually impact your speech. So as here's a good example of, of see how uh, the teeth at one point were full. And when you, when you, when the teeth are eroded away, it collapses the bite and it starts to put a lot of tension on the the joint here. And so you can see it can change the face shape. Uh, how that guy has a kind of like a moon moon thing yeah. Yeah, where it should be straight up and down. So that puts a lot of tension on the jaw joints. 
It can also affect airway because of the the, the, the TMJ for those that are audio listening, um, the the temporal mandibular joint. Yes, thank you, thank you for clarifying that. Um, yeah, so it can cause all these imbalances. It's not just the mouth that we're concerned about, but everything's connected. You, it, it's connected to to your muscles in your head, your jaw joints, your your spine. Um, it can cause headaches, you know, and it also can cause a decrease in self-confidence and that's no fun. So overall, I do see that those who do eat a whole food plant-based diet especially those who consume primarily greens tends to be uh, more alkaline and uh, you know, better on teeth than, than people who eat more processed foods or foods that are high in meats because meats can be acidic. Um, it's still advised that you are mindful with vinegars, juices, and natural fruit, uh, especially natural fruit. Um, like I said, I get a lot of parents who tell me, hey doc, I don't give my my kids candy. I said, do you give them a lot of fruit snacks, um, a lot of dried fruits? Like, well, yeah. Well, the problem, I wouldn't say the problem, well, yes, the problem is these dried fruits stick on our molars. And if you can imagine that acidic environment with the sugars, they start to break down the enamel and that stays on there for hours. And if that's not brushed off properly, that's gonna eventually um, make holes in the teeth. Same with juices, it's bathing in the mouth, um, and so my recommendation is to eat foods that are high in calcium and phosphates. Why? Because these, these minerals help to remineralize teeth and strengthen teeth. And they're also good for bones. And, um, the good thing is that, uh, a diet that is uh, plant-based tends to be overall high in cal calcium and phosphates. And so foods like kale, with shard, they, that actually has the highest calcium content of all the vegetables, and they also contain phosphorus. And my toothpaste tablets actually have those ingredients, which is mm. uh, very important in remineralizing teeth. Foods such as legumes, nuts, seeds, quinoa um, have phosphorus, so that's very good as well for remineralizing teeth. Um, kale, Swiss chard, tofu, black-eyed peas, almonds, those foods are high in calcium. Um, there are lots of studies out there that, that show plant-based foods um, can, and I'm not talking about just any plant-based foods. I'm not talking about juices or cranberries. Those will definitely decrease the pH in your mouth. But I'm talking about, um, you know, fennel seeds, um, you know, just certain minerals in these foods that cause um, pH to be increased, which decreases the chances of tooth decay. So just for the sake of time, uh, in summary, in this study, they found that people, this group who chewed fennel seeds, uh, saw an increase in the pH and the saliva, which made them less susceptible to getting cavities. And again, there are so many other studies on that. You're, Dr. Ann, you're referring to whole foods versus like foods that are, you know, more processed, right? Even though yeah. they are, they are uh, you know, made up of plant ingredients. Is that what you were referring to? Yes, absolutely. Um, in my slide earlier, uh, I did list some foods that were cooked. For example, tomatoes, um, they have, you know, like a, I think it was like a five pH. When you cook them, they tend to be a little bit more acidic, even plant-based. If you, if you cook 
um, vegetables, the pH becomes more acidic. So yes, so in this case, I am talking about intact foods, not, you know, in their natural form. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yes. Um, so fennel seeds, um, they different reasons for why they were uh, good in reducing the chances of cavities is that these happen to have calcium and phosphorus, and the pH is around seven to eight. So lots of good um, good reasons for remineralizing and keeping teeth healthy. And now, what happens if you add sugars into the mix? Well, sugars, and I'm talking about um, natural, you know, sugars, processed sugars, even in fruit, they are food for bacteria. And it does accelerate damage to teeth because, you know, bacteria causes tooth decay. The particular bacteria that causes tooth decay is Streptococcus mutans. Um, now, dental plaque is that, you know, that's yucky gross, sticky stuff on your teeth after eating crackers or bread. It's that sticky film that forms in your teeth when bacteria in the mouth mixes with sugary or starchy foods. Um, examples of starchy foods could be processed bread, crackers, gummy bears, dates, and other dried fruit. The pH of dental plaque is four. So if you remember, teeth start to dissolve at a pH of 5.5. And so if that dental plaque is on your teeth all day long, it's going to start to cause um, decay in your your teeth. And so in just about in, in as little as 48 hours, the plaque will harden and become calculus. And at that point, you can't get that off with brushing, you have to get that removed from, you know, in a dental office. And so just keep in mind, though, you, once this hardens, you still have that bacteria that's hanging out having a party in your tooth and gums causing um, damage. And so Doctor, and what is what, what do you mean by it becomes calculus? We're not talking about math, right? No, this is not meth. This is this is plaque. So at some point, that film that that develops on your teeth after eating something sticky, starches. If that is not properly removed via brushing, flossing, mm -hmm. it becomes it hardens and it becomes calculus. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's it's basically hardened bacteria plastered on your teeth. Okay. Mm -hmm. So both of them, because I had like nightmares in back in high school when I had to take AP calculus and I thought you meant that. <laughs> so this calculus is also bad as well. Okay. <laughs> You're so funny. Yeah. Thank, yes. That cal yeah. I, yeah. That's a bad calculus too. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> For oh, all the God. Asians that are watching yeah. and everyone who loves math. Oh, <laughs> or may not love math. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. So these sugars are converted into acids, which causes tooth to soften over time, causing that hole in the tooth. So it's really important to, um, you know, just kind of be mindful when you are eating sticky and sugary foods. That's why brushing, flossing, just to kind of break up that bacterial cycle um, to get rid of it. Otherwise, over time, if you're, you know, essentially leaving that on for eight plus hours, it can do damage to the teeth. All right, so saliva, I wanted to also touch up on this, um, why it's important. Use this to your advantage. Most healthy people have saliva. Um, uh, healthy saliva is approximately 6.8 to 7.4 in pH, which is the good uh, you know, pH level for your teeth. Saliva naturally contains calcium, phosphate, and bicarbonate, which help to remineralize teeth. 
Um, bicarbonate is what acts as a buffer to maintain the healthy pH in our mouth. And um, saliva also contains special proteins that um, stop bacteria from growing in our mouth. But I do want to also mention that there are some people who unfortunately can't produce proper saliva amounts. And these patients, I, um, these severely uh, dry mouth patients I see um, uh, could be due to medications that, that they might be taken or certain medical conditions. Um, so the management for that is just to make sure to stay hydrated, uh, keep the water and not carbonated water, right guys? No carbonated water in this case. <laughs> regular regular water, um, just so that it flushes over the teeth and, um, you know, rinse off that bacteria. It's good to sometimes use saliva stimulating rinses, such as biotin for um, cases that are severe. And for people who are really, really severe, um, I advise my patients to carry around a bottle of baking soda solution so that after they're eating, they might not have a toothbrush around. And plus, you don't want to brush your teeth right after eating something acidic because remember, you can actually permanently erode away enamel. So having a bottle of baking soda to, to, to maintain that pH is really, uh, really good. Now, why do I educate patients on nutrition as a dentist? Well, as you can see, food can affect teeth, oral health, which connects to the rest of the body. Dental diseases and abnormalities can cause pain. And um, unfortunately, disease can, these diseases such as from um, decay, tooth decay or gum disease, the infection can actually spread to other parts of the body. So it's really important to educate the patients uh, regarding that because it, oftentimes it does start with nutrition. Uh, dental diseases can be expensive to treat. Um, and again, it affects the function of the mouth, like equi equilibrium of the jaws, bone. It can affect the way that you talk, the way that you look. Uh, many diseases can be prevented, thankfully. And um, again, health often starts with the mouth. And so it's so, so important. So my takeaway message for today is um, keep the pH the acidity levels in your mouth balanced. Um, don't stop eating the healthy whole food plant-based diet. Um, again, processed foods are generally more acidic. And now for those who juice, uh, do juice fast or, you know, they love juice and fruits, that's okay. Thankfully, there are ways that you can kind of, um, I guess, modify your lifestyle, such as Dr. Cullen, you had mentioned, well, what if I drink through a straw? Absolutely. Drink through a straw and try not to drink your juices. Um, I have patients who would tell me, doctor, I love my juice so much. I actually swish the juice in my mouth so I could savor the taste. I'm like, okay, <laughs> I get that. Well, the key is to uh, you know, but you're just bathing your teeth in all those acids. So yeah. I guess if you it's have an acid to, bath, it's it an is acid a, bath. yes, it's an acid bath. So if you had to do that, I would just make sure you have your your baking soda rinse right after. Um, you know, swish it or just swish with regular water because I do like to do lemon water every morning before eating. And even though it's diluted with water, I will always back it up with rinsing with regular water, not carbonated water. Um, what is the pH of a lemon? Um, you know, there aren't very many foods with pH level of 11 um, in this. Let's see. Yeah. So I, ammonia, there's not a lot. I would say 
we typically, the foods that kind of stop right about 10, you know, mm. these chemicals are just kind of show you that there are things that are in that range, but we don't see a lot of foods. Not that. Oh, I no, know. I meant my question was uh, the pH of a lemon. Like a oh, lime a lemon. lemon. I'm sorry, a lemon. Oh, that's a two. Very, very, oh, wow. okay. very close to stomach acid. Mm. Yeah. So, mm. yes. So even though For whatever reason, I had this impression that lemons were more alkaline, but I guess I was wrong. No, so you're right for the body. Once you're so it's different when your body metabolizes it. Fruits, fruits by themselves on the teeth at first contact, they're acidic. But once it's metabolized in the body, it, it makes your your body more alkaline alkaline. So you so mm. yes, there's a, there's a difference, which um I do get that question quite a bit. So yes, you're right for the body alkaline for the mouth. I use lemons in, in so mm -hmm. many different ways. Yeah. So yes, continue <laughs> that. Just rinse your water, your mouth with water. Um, don't brush your teeth immediately after drinking or eating something acidic. Make sure you just, you know, if you have healthy saliva, let that neutralize your mouth, swish with water, get all the acids out and then brush your teeth. Mm -hmm. um, what's really cool about uh, cruciferous vegetables or fibrous vegetables, they can act as natural toothbrushes. And so I tell my friends, if if you have a lunch, you know, at work, let's say if I brought a, a lunch to work, and I can't brush my teeth right away, I'll make sure I have a carrot or broccoli to, to be my last um, kind of munching food before I, you know, finish up because that can brush away any plaque, any yucky debris that would, um, uh, you know, anything that's sugary will attract bacteria, yeah. but this will actually uh, push it away. So it's like yeah. consuming a broom. Yeah. Yes. Eat brooms, fruit. Broccoli <laughs> <laughs> broccoli actually looks like a broom. So yes, yes, you're right. It probably looks like a broom for a reason, huh? Yeah, there you go. Mother Nature is so smart. <laughs> so smart. So thank you so much. That wraps up my presentation. Thank you, Dr. Colin, for having me. It was super fun. And thank you for everyone who took the time to participate. And you can feel free to search for me on Instagram or email me if you have any questions or comments. All right. I'll just leave that up there. We're okay. going to go into a quick uh, commercial break, but just for those that are, we're still going to go into our Q&A. So, you know, write down your questions. Um, if you have any questions, I we actually have a couple of questions uh, waiting, a couple of comments, and uh, I have a whole bunch of questions. Um, and we're also going to announce uh, the winner uh, for uh, the gift giveaway. So, oh, uh, so just uh, stay tuned. Hey guys, we're gonna be taking a short break, but don't go anywhere, we'll be right back. Hey guys, this is Dr. Colin Zhu, AKA The Chef Doc. I just wanna take a few moments of your time to talk to you about something. Something that I feel needs to give reflection and pause for. Is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? I know for me, I've been on the self-work journey for a decade now. And I remember in my personal experiences uh, through my doctor's journeys and also from traveling the world, I was always searching for the next step or thinking that happiness was a destination. However, it's not. What I found instead was that 
life was a process. And learning about life was also a process and a practice. And that the state of happiness and the state of joy and contentment was also a practice. For those of you who don't know, since I don't share that much on my podcast, is that I actually battle with anxiety, OCD, and in the past, episodes of depression. However, little by little, step by step, after seeking extra help, I've been able to achieve monumental things in my life that I've been eternally grateful for. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. BetterHelp is a sponsor of this podcast. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. There is a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's counselor network, which may not be locally available in many areas. The service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses, plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they can make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. A couple of reviews. This is by... Rebecca Raymer. Becky has literally saved my life by truly understanding me. She's given me self-talk strategies and different thought pattern exercises that have made me stronger and a more aware person. I am so, so grateful to have found her. I've been to so many different therapists and none have helped me like Becky has. This is another review for Adam Johnson. I've had counselors before both on BetterHelp and in person through work. And Adam, by far, is the best counselor I've ever talked with. I feel like he actually listens to and what is going on. He asks questions to help you navigate your thoughts. And you can tell that he is listening and wants you to help you. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash the chef doc. That's better H-E-L-P. And join the over 1.4 million people taking charge of their mental state with the help of an experienced professional. Special offer for Thrive Bite listeners. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com forward slash the chef doc. T H E C H E F D O C. Thank you for listening, guys, and back to the episode. Welcome back to Thrive Bites. Let's get back to the interview. All right, we are back. Uh, so number one, thank you so much for that beautiful presentation. That was um, awesome. Graphics and pictures always tell a thousand words plus more, especially with, you know, tooth decay. <laughs> yeah. You know, so for those that are actually audio listening um, on a later replay, definitely check out the YouTube video and to actually see your presentation because you definitely want to see the different kinds of examples of what happens when we choose these more acidic foods. So, you know, again, thank you so much. Um, so I think the first thing we're going to do is we have a bunch of questions. Um, so I'm pretty excited. Um, you have a, you have a few minutes to stay, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay. Me? So yes, yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes you. <laughs> um, so, uh, I'm going to announce, uh, uh, let's see the person that uh, answered. I think the first person that answered your question. So 
the to remind people uh, the question: What is the hardest substance? Right, the hardest substance in your body. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let me. Yeah, go it was the. That. I think it was uh, the skull cap, skull cap, knee cap. What is the hardest tissue in your body? The skull bone, kneecap, scapula, enamel, dentin, um, and femur, right? And uh, this is for the giveaway. And uh, from what I got, I believe only one person uh, answered, but they were the first one. So I'm going to show them on the screen here. And do you see that? Okay, whispering. Someone answer. Someone answered enamel. Okay, yay. Okay. Yeah. Cool. cool. So yay. Good job. You, you, you are the winner. Yay. So this is whispering B ASMR. So okay. you will get the giveaway. So we'll definitely jot down their uh, information and then uh, send it, send it to, uh, to them. Okay. Mm-hmm. And a uh, couple of comments. Um, let me see. Do, do, do so many questions. Um, so one comment I got, someone recommended a book. I don't know if you've read this, Dr. Ann, but, um, off of Facebook, Melanie Elizabeth says she read nutrition and physical degeneration by West Weston, a price DDS. Um, the best book on the relationship between teeth and people's health and the best and the best diet. He studied from traditional cultures all over the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's at, uh, Weston, Have you heard of that book? I have not. I need to look into that. Thank yeah, you. that one is a pretty thick book, and it's actually a pretty uh, it's a um, it's pretty good in terms of um, the author. What they did was they kind of went through it's a, it's an it's an older book, and they okay. you know went through different kinds of traditional cultures, and what they oh. found was their dentition was um, intact and healthier you know, than Western, you know, Westernized uh, cultures. And he sought out to figure why, you know, so definitely a good book uh, to check out. um, And uh, we'll get your feedback, you know, at a later date. Uh, So let's get some questions in. So, um, so the first one, I believe we've answered this, but I want to put up on the screen. So we have a lot of Nguyen's coming in. Lenny Nguyen asks, what are some things we can eat after eating acidic foods and before brushing our teeth eek <laughs> exclamation point okay. what are because things- you had mentioned you had mentioned so what i personally done is i would brush after eating the the the, the middle meal right so we brush you know, hopefully twice a day. Right. Mm-hmm. And then I would brush after, you know, lunch. Right. But you are saying that that's actually not good because, you know, we're, I guess in a way we're accelerating that process because you're using like uh, something physical to like, you know, you know, brush into the, is, is that, is that, am I getting that right? Yeah. Only, only if you're eating something really acidic, like if you've just had lemons or, you know, if, if you're eating a salad and you want to brush your teeth, that's fine. If you, if you're eating, I would say if you're eating bread, something like really starchy, um, over time that does make your teeth acidic, but you, you can actually brush your teeth right after that. So I, I should clarify that if you're eating something really acidic, like if you, you like, I pretty much drink my, my vinaigrettes. I, I love vinegar so much. I'm like, give me more of this. Oh, you are sour. You like sour stuff. I love, I love sour stuff. And so I would say for people like me would wait, but if you're eating something that's pretty dry, um, you can brush your teeth right after that. And if you don't have a toothbrush, uh, 
you know, snack on a, a broom, nature's broom, AKA broccoli, yeah. carrots. Or, 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 you know, if you can, then the probably the easiest is to swish water or H2O you said, right? Yes. So, yes. Yes. um, how do you carry baking soda with you? Explain that one because you had recommended that one. Yes. So for my patients with severe dry mouth or xerostomia, I recommend a water bottle um, that they carry with them. So just dilute um, baking soda with water in a you know glass water bottle or you know like a reusable reusable water bottle, and just carry it with them in the purse or a tote, and just swish it, and then go to the to the restroom and swish it out and, and spit it out. Don't swallow it. No, no, don't swallow it. Yeah, swish okay. and then spit. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it for our audio audio listeners to be like, "Ooh, I like that." Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, okay, next question. Um, again, I, l- I love all these Nguyen's coming in. So Brielle Nguyen uh, writes, "What happens if enamel gets thinner?" Question mark. And are veneers a good solution? Question mark. That's a great question. Um, so when your enamel gets thinner, it can cause discoloration because for a lot of people that that inner layer that dentin is a little bit darker and so people will notice oh my teeth look darker and so they people might choose to 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 do veneers um it really depends case you have to look at the yeah it sometimes when the enamel gets so thin that it changes the you know the structure of your 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 jaw and it starts to put more um uh, stress on your jaw joints and, you know, due to collapse bite, you actually, we actually sometimes recommend reconstructive crowns and that sort of thing to rebuild up the, the teeth to where it's supposed to be. So mm. yeah, it, 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 it's, it's a it's case more, by case. It sounds yeah, like. yeah. It's, it's more complicated sure. than that. So, but good question. Okay, cool. Good mm-hmm. question. Good question. Um, let's see. L guy. L guy, yeah, L guy uh, writes. I snack a lot, mostly dried fruit-like dates for energy when I'm backpacking. Dot dot dot. So if I don't have time to brush, what can I do? Uh, parentheses. That's backpacker friendly. Question mark. Okay. Well, fruits, dried fruits are good. They're good for energy for sure. Um, again, the nature's broom, the broccoli, or swish with water. Yeah. They're light, they're backpacker friendly, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So um Silent too would be, you know, stuff, you know, gum with um if maybe broccoli might I don't know how long you're gonna backpack for, maybe if it's like a month thing, they might get kind of moldy in your <laughs> I thought you were about to say broccoli gum. I was like, I did not know that was on the market, but. Oh, maybe I'll invent that. No, Uh, (laughs) um, no. So, so, so you can do my toothpaste has um, xylitol in it. So it's, it, it, there are fruits that naturally have xylitol. So things like that, um, they're not meant to be ingested in huge quantities, but things like that can actually help, uh, you know, ward away bad bacteria so stuff mm. yeah gum okay mm-hmm. yeah because he says he writes uh, sometimes i'm out there for uh long term <laughs> like weeks <laughs> okay 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 so maybe the xyrotol gum um 
you know, if you can get broccoli, depending on which stop you're at, um, if you're going for weeks, maybe you can find like a, a lodge, you know, it's here and there. Um, another person writes, uh, does green tea work as a after meal drink for oral hygiene? Um, yeah, where does, where does tea, I guess there's many different kinds of tea, right? Depending on what you're brewing, but like, where do they yeah. fall in the pH? Tea is, is actually surprisingly, um, you know, green tea, that's a good question. I know black tea is, is acidic. Um, coffee we know is, has a pH of five. I'd have to get back to you on that. That's a really good question. Um, I do know that for a fact, um, Lipton teas or anything that's, um, in a bottle, those are acidic. So, you, so it's good to to rinse your mouth with regular water after mm. drinking those things, not or at least not let it bathe. You know, just drink it really fast. Don't don't bathe your mouth in it. She writes the pH of green tea is actually seven to ten. Oh wow, that, I did not know that. Well, thank you so much. And That's I believe cool. this is Kiyomi from episode one. <laughs> oh, 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 your episode. I love your episode. Thank you for watching my Hi, Kiyomi. So I love your story of how, yes, it's awesome. I, She's I great. Love yes. Oh. Uh, so, so seven to 10. So meaning like, so that way, like, you know, uh, if anything that might like off balance the uh, acidic, you know, acidic nature. Uh, she says, you are welcome. <laughs> um, Brielle writes again. She says, this is a little off topic to enamel, but is gum disease reversible, right? That's so we're talking about like, what, gingivitis, recessions, right? Um, so, so yeah, it depends on, I guess, what you mean by gum disease. Now, if we're talking about gingivitis, yes, that is reversible. Um, there, there, just like that picture I showed you guys there with that tooth decay, when it hits a certain point, there's, there's no, I mean, that's, this is irreversible, but in terms of gum disease, um, periodontal disease at some point you can maintain it, um, reversing it. Yes, you can. If, as long as you get rid of the bacteria, um, you can whatever you have, you know, you might have the erosion, what are the, the recession might be permanent, but you can um, definitely get rid of the inflammation because gum disease, how I know as a dentist, I'm not, and I'm not sure if this person is referring to that kind of gum disease, but gum disease is, is typically bacteria induced. And so if you eliminate the, the, the bacteria, um, stabilize the pH, then in theory, yes, you can reverse it, but whatever damage is done, some damage, unfortunately, mm -hmm. is irreversible. Like bone, you can't really go grow back bone because part of um, gum disease does involve bone loss, which um, sometimes you have to use grafts to, to rebuild that bone. So it's kind of a yes and no question. Yeah, so we got to be got to be very careful from the medical point of view. It's kind of like the liver, you know, someone, you know, drinks alcohol, you know, there's a certain point where the the liver can metabolize it, detox it, and then, you know, be able to kind of clear it. Um, but there's a certain point where, you know, you can damage the liver so much that's irreversible. And that leads to cirrhosis, a different topic, but I'm using that as an analogy. Good. So, um, 
yeah, these are great questions. Um, so I'm going to read off a couple more questions that you commonly get. Um, so common questions that uh, you get is parents often ask if a kid's teeth, if my kid's teeth are going to fall out anyway, you know, why do I have to worry about taking care of their teeth? <laughs> That's a great point. Um, I had that philosophy growing up. I didn't want to, you know, I was a bad a mom and dad. They know that I didn't like to brush my teeth as a kid. So the problem with that is that I wish I had a picture for you guys, but um, underneath we have tooth buds that are growing. And so tooth decay, um, when we, when we lose teeth for, for one, if we lose it too prematurely or too early, these little baby teeth serve as space preservers. And so if you lose teeth too early, you can end up losing that space and you end up kids teeth who have crazy crowding and that could in turn affect, you know, the functionality, the, the bite. I like to use the analogy of a car. We align our, our tires every so often, just so that everything drives nicely, wears, wears, evenly same teeth are the same way. So if you keep them in good health, and they're supposed to fall out when they're supposed to fall out, the wear on the teeth will be a, a lot better. Um, moreover, if you get a cavity and you're you don't address it, that infection can spread to other parts of the body. I actually recently had a case last year where a boy, um, a young boy um, had come in with tooth decay and wasn't able to get that tooth addressed, ended up in the ER and had to get rosefin shot um, in the bum because it was a life threatening. So antibiotics to, yeah. to, to oh, that shot hurts. like yeah, You do yeah. not want to get that shot. That was a, that was a life threatening situation. So I tell my page, my parents that, and they're like, Oh, okay, we'll, we'll make sure we get our kid addressed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so that's why. Yeah, 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 no, for sure. Um, another question is, I, uh, you know, typically you would hear my parents have had bad teeth, so I, I inherited bad teeth. Or, you know, or I suppose the question would be, are bad teeth caused by genetics? That's a good question. Yeah, I, get, I, I hear patients say, because my parents had bad teeth, I, I inherited it. So there, there, there is some truth to that. I would say if I had to give a percentage, and now everyone, it's, it's different. There are certain um, syndromes where patients are born without, or, or they develop teeth without enamel. Those are rare, but in most cases, it's not the case. It's usually, um, no, cavities can, can actually be, um, can spread to one person to another because it's bacteria. So if you're sharing toothbrushes or, or spoons or cups, if that person has the bacteria that causes cavities, it can spread. And so usually, typically when you're in a family and you're sharing utensils, you can um, basically inherit cavities that way. Um, or you're eating the same diets, diets that are highly processed in sugars, carbohydrates. Um, so, so there's some truth in that, but it's not completely true. Without the, the bacteria, um, oftentimes, you know, even if you don't have enamel, you can still maintain a teeth with, you know, teeth without cavities. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, time for a few more. Um, is fluoride bad for you? That's probably a very common question. Yes. So, um, 
Yeah, that's that's definitely a loaded question. Fluoride, um, now it fluoride has been proven to help. It's one of the minerals that actually remineralize teeth. Fluoride does actually occur naturally. Now, um, in my in my in the population that I work with, unfortunately, we do see a high prevalence or a high rate of cavities. Um, number one, a lot of water systems have fluoride in the water. In, in my county, we don't have that. Um, I have prescribed fluoride uh, toothpaste, you know, because the, the benefits outweigh the risks. Now, studies have shown that too much fluoride can cause problems to the body. Um, but in this case, you know, you kind of have to look at, at it case by case. Um, I chose not to have fluoride in my toothpaste, not because I'm against fluoride entirely. I mean, I think it is important in many cases, especially if that person is prone to cavities. Um, but I just wanted it to, to be safe for children, you know, because too much of it, you know, when you're too young can cause uh, deposits in the bone and that sort of thing. But um, but it has shown to, to reverse cavities and prevent it. So it's it's in moderation, minimal. It, yeah, it is a loaded question because there's a lot of, I guess, controversy from my perspective about it. So um, mm -hmm. where where, uh, where do you find fluoride naturally? Because you had mentioned that before. It's That's a good question. Um, I guess in bodies of water where they found, um, where these groups of people, I, I'd have to give you, find that source from you maybe a little bit better, but they've found, um, you know, where waters have fluoride, that group of people ha had less cavities. Why is that? And so uh, later on, they decided, well, if that group had natural fluoride in the water, um, they just, you know, people decided later on to synthesize, to, to make it synthetically and to put it in the water system. And that has proven to show um less cavities in that that particular population so it is out there in nature uh just you know okay, okay. all right so quick rapid fire you know we're gonna close out um and you could just say yay or nay okay um just some basic common questions would be you know yay or nay to flossing yay <laughs> uh what about water picks yay or nay um Yay with yeah. a caveat. Yay, yay, because okay, quick, quick. Car wash. When you wash your car, you use a sponge to wash the the bird poop and the sap and the sticky stuff. The hose yes. is the pressurized, so the the water pick is the hose. The floss is the sponge. Mm. Okay. So okay. Listen, I I I I tell my patients, you still flossing is not water pick is not a substitute for flossing. Okay. Yeah. Mechanical. So yes. so water floss, yay. Uh, water picks half yay. <laughs> it's, it's good. It's 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 a bonus. But flossing, if you could do flossing and water pick. But if you don't have floss, then water pick is better than nothing. Okay. Okay. Mouthwash, yay or nay? Um, yay. It depends. Ah, it's a loaded question because some stuff has like weird. It depends chemicals. on what it is, right? Yeah, it depends. It depends. Chemicals. I'm not a big fan. Uh, you know, some have alcohol, some people can't have it because it's a dry mouth. So it depends, depends, depends. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We can go on to another episode. Um, tongue scrapers, yay or nay? Um, 
just use the toothbrush. You don't need it's yeah, okay. easy. I'm minimalistic. Yeah. Okay. And you, we probably already answered this, but brushing three times a day, yay or nay? Yay, as long as you do it um, carefully, because it, aggressive brushing can can, as you can see, can cause abrasion. So if you Soft toothbrushes, um, yeah, brushing is always good, but it also depends on how much force you use. So just be careful that you're brushing nicely. Okay. And yeah. So that probably answers my other follow-up question. Is there such thing as overbrushing? And I guess it depends on the intensity, right? So mm -hmm. <laughs> Dr. Ann, thank you so, so much um, for being here on the show. Um, can you, I'm gonna put on your, your contacts. Can you put on your slide with the contacts oh, really yes. quickly? Absolutely. <clears throat> And you guys, I just had to say, Dr. Colin is so amazing. I love the work that you are doing, Dr. Colin, with the Thrive Formula. Um, I, I told you earlier, all the work that he's put into getting all these different um, healthcare practitioners, these health experts, wellness experts, um, to teach everyone because his, I could tell Dr. Colin, you have such a passion to get the word out and it's uh, helping a lot of people. And so I just wanted to praise you and just thank you for all the, the time and effort that you're, that you put into this and that you, that you're continuing to do. So, thank you so much. I really yeah. appreciate that. And thank you for the work that you do. And, you know, um, you know, I have a, a another a good friend, um, you know, that's also, a, you know, a dental, you know, in the dental profession. And, you know, surprisingly, you would think this is almost, you know, uh, almost uh, common sense. But she also says uh, she's also a new one. Uh, she also says that, you know, there's not that much nutrition that you guys receive in school as well. Mm -hmm. um, and I thought that was just as surprising because as medical professionals, you know, we don't. And you would think, you know, you guys are literally the gateway into, you know, the health, you know, into our body health, you know what I'm saying? And how everything is is um, affected. So right. um, actually that interview um, is actually on my YouTube channel as well. Um, Dr. Connie Nguyen as well. So uh, guys, thank you so, so much. Do you have any um, parting last words, Dr. And please check out um, her company, her website. Um, you know, I put on uh, her stuff again. You can find her at Dr. Ann uh, Cartini and Happy Hippo Plant Organics. And, uh, you know, thank you for the giveaway that's very very generous of you and uh yeah thank you so much for being on the show yeah well, thank you again to dr cullen and everyone for joining us i guess have a great evening <laughs> <laughs> yes yes thank you so much i'm gonna play this outro video okay and then uh and we'll see you guys next week uh next wednesday um at five uh pacific so take everyone please say bye to dr ann <laughs> okay bye bye <laughs> Hey guys, that was another episode of Thrive Bites. If you like that episode, please subscribe and follow weekly for new episodes. And don't forget to rate us on Apple Podcasts.